Hello there, I'm Marina Mahadeo. Welcome to Busy Reading Books, a podcast where we'll explore the world through words, featuring some of my favourite books and authors. Hello BRB listeners, we've got an exciting offer for you. Get an exclusive 10% discount at Book Access, Malaysia's leading book retailer. Just use the code ZAFIGO10, all caps, at checkout before 6 September 2021. It can be used store-wide except during flash sales. Happy shopping! Hi everyone, this is Marina Mahadeer, back again with Busy Reading Books by Zafigo.com. When we started this podcast early this year, we were thinking of talking about, you know, regular books. The sort that you see on the shelves of bookstores or you might listen to on your phone, you know, thick hardcover books or paperbacks, densely filled with words. Sometimes they might have photographs in them, especially if they're biographies and memoirs. But as we explored further the world of books, we realized, if we've been following this series of podcasts, that books do come in different forms. We've talked about audiobooks, for instance, which are all about the auditory experience. Recently, we talked about a more visual type of book, the cookbook, albeit one with still a lot of text. This week, we are going to venture full on to a different genre of books altogether, the graphic novel. Now, when I was a child, I did read a lot of comic books, but graphic novels are a whole different type of visual storytelling in print form altogether. And here to school me today on the world of graphic novels is Ineza Rusil. Ineza is a documentary filmmaker based in Kuala Lumpur. She started her career working as an assistant director, producer, editor on documentaries for the Crime and Investigation Channel, including The Murder of Kenny Ong, Al Mauna, The Malaysian Arms Heist, and Mas Lamat, The Fugitive Terrorist. Ineza then went on to focus on working with marginalized communities, particularly the LGBTQ community, in producing video campaigns to raise awareness on their issues. Other campaigns include Population Development and Rights Malaysia, Sexual and Reproductive Health, My Life, My Story, a PLHIV, People Living with HIV campaign, and Undi Saya Suara Saya, a campaign to get women out to vote. In 2019, Ineza co-produced and co-directed her first feature documentary, M for Malaysia, about the 14th general elections in Malaysia, where we saw a change in government for the first time since independence. M for Malaysia managed to travel to many festivals overseas, including Campfest in San Francisco, USA, Dog Edge in New Zealand, and the Busan International Film Festival in Korea. M for Malaysia was also the first Malaysian feature documentary to have a release in Malaysian cinemas and was Malaysia's official entry for the 2020 Academy Awards. Currently, Neza's working on a participatory filmmaking project with the Malaysian LGBTQ community to produce queer video content for the local context. Welcome, Neza. Welcome. <laughs> you really Thank read you out for, my whole CV. Uh, yeah, I did read out your whole CV <laughs> because it's so impressive. Oh. Um, 
readers, if you are listening, I have to confess, Inessa's my daughter. So I'm just being a proud mommy, you know, I have to read out everything. But like I said, today she is going to school me on graphic novels, which I didn't know very much about. Because when I was a child, I used to read all these comic books. Mm. Beano, Dandy, which came from England. Mm -hmm. They were my uncle's secret stash. So every time your grandma took me to my grandpa's house uh, and she went off to volunteer at the family planning clinic, I would sneak into my uncle's room and read all his Beano and Dandy. <laughs> and when your grandparents went on a trip to England, they got me a subscription to a children's magazine called Play Hour, hmm. which had some comics in them too, but also very educational and also very British. I think the Brits like comics. Yeah. So as a teenager, I also used to buy a British pop magazine called Fab 208, right. which always had a comic on the back. Right. On the back page. And it's always kind of, you know, relationship romance, boyfriend, girlfriend, teen song, comics, oh, teen comics. Right, yes. Right. So I did grow up reading comics, Right. but I realized that graphic novels are a different thing altogether. Sure. Did they start off as comics or is, is it in, you know, a natural progression or is it something completely different? I think probably all of the above. I think definitely it's, it started off with comics. I mean, I looked up the de actual definition of graphic novel on wiki and it literally says a book of comics oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> so i think the most obvious difference is probably in the formatting right like graphic novels tend to be a standalone i mean not always but it's usually kind of a standalone book and it can be hardback and and like a proper book whereas comics are generally serials they come in like smaller volumes you know like like your Beano's and or even like Marvel or DC comics like that's that. right oh yes right so I think it's more um formatting and I, I mean I also think like maybe at some point it was to distinguish between I mean maybe to get away a bit from because you know graphic novels are a bit well people tend to see it as a bit more quote-unquote highbrow you know so I think it's than comics. Yeah. Because sometimes they are actually books turned into graphic form, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of books like that. There are also films like that. There are a lot of, especially now, I mean, graphic novels has like boomed in like the last 10, 15 years, right? It's, yeah, I see shelves and shelves in yeah, the bookstores. It's amazing. I love it. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's... It was probably at some point trying to distinguish itself away from that kind of stereotype of comics and who reads comics, right? Yeah. But, I mean, really at this point, I, I don't really see a difference from them. It's just kind of different formats of really the same thing. Yeah. Well, talking about who reads graphic novels, mm. who does read graphic novels? <laughs> <laughs> uh I would say generally younger people. That's who I do see at the comic book, you know, the graphic novel aisle. I think definitely it, there's a huge comic book kind of fan base that gravitates to that. Um, otherwise, I'm I'm honestly not so sure. I don't, I I don't have many friends who are like super into graphic novels like I am. 
<laughs> oh. oh, really? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely friends who... I mean, the thing about graphic novels is also, like, accessibility, right? They're, they are they do tend to be quite expensive. Um, yeah. Because they are illustrated books, right? There's so much work that goes into them. So, yeah, that usually graphic novels are over, like, 100 ringgit each, you know? Oh, yeah. okay. So it's not, it's not like you can just go and kind of buy a whole stack and... And also the other thing is you tend to finish them in a day. Right. They're very quick reads. So not, not really bang for the buck, <laughs> Yeah, right? no, not at all. So, yeah, I don't think it's the most accessible to a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I think I'm not really sure what exactly the demographics are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Have to be real fans or you have money. Fans with money. Fans with money, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, when we lived in Japan, mm. which was a long time ago when mm. you were a baby, basically, and on trips, you know, that I've been back to Japan, yeah. I found a lot of adult Japanese, usually men, I think, mm. reading manga. Yeah. And I, I've peeked over the shoulder of some of them on, on, the, on the subway and things mm. like that. And quite shocked because some of it is quite violent mm. and I have to say, misogynistic. Mm. Are manga also graphic novels or is, is that a totally different genre? I mean, I think they are definitely graphic novels um, slash comics, but they are definitely a genre on their own. I mean, manga itself is a massive, massive genre, right? Um, I think it, it generally refers to the style of drawing. Yeah. Um, big eyes. Yeah. That. Big round eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, but there are so many different kind of sub-genres under manga, right? So, yeah, there are a lot of, like, violent, uh, sexualized uh, mangas. But there are also, like... Like, the manga I have, uh, I, I never really got huge into mangas. Um, but, like, I do have one that I got from Auntie Didi, actually, for my birthday, uh, called Oishinbo. Uh-huh. And it's it's actually a series. Um, and it, it follows this one character who's like a food journalist, critic, critic uh, connoisseur type thing. Yeah. And he's trying to put together like an ultimate menu. So, so you kind of follow his journey. So every book in the series is a different food slash drink thing. So oh. the one I have is uh, sake. Oh. So you kind of follow him, and it, and it. There is a story, but it also like goes so deep into everything about sake, like right. the history, the production, the different ways of production, the different levels of sake, the distribution. This is in English. Yeah, I mean it's translated. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and it's like it's so cool. It's really brilliant. Um, and you, I learned so much about sake just reading that. And you don't, uh, you still don't like it. Though. No, I still don't like it. <laughs> um, well, trust Auntie Didi to give you something about food. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think there are just there's. I mean, uh, yeah, there are just so many different types of manga out there. I mean, it's very Japanese also, right? Yeah. Um, it's very steeped in Japanese culture in that way. So I think there must be a lot of manga about like food. <laughs> yeah. But do they translate into other cultures? I mean, are there, you know, Western manga or does it not translate at all? I can't imagine it actually. No, I mean, I think it totally does because like, you know, growing up, at least for, for my generation growing up, we 
read and watched so many manga that was translated, right? Like Doraemon, oh. like um, Sailor Moon, like Dragon Ball. All those things are tech, anime slash manga. They come from. They also come from comics, right? Yeah. So and you know they translate into English in the U.S. and things like that also. So I think it's it's definitely translatable. I I don't think the manga fan base is. Specifically, Japanese at all, like it's got a huge fan. But but what I mean is that is there a manga that is not in a Japanese setting and not about Japanese characters? Is there such a thing? Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I I don't know my manga enough to like really tell you. But there's just. So much manga out there, and so much diverse manga. I'm I'm sure there is like non-Japanese setting manga, because I think the just the, just the what do you call it the rules of it. I think it's just stylistic. It's not necessarily content. So, content-wise, it can just go crazy. It can be yeah. sci-fi, you know, completely otherworldly. Like, so it's not necessarily Japanese. Japanese per se. So, did you start reading graphic novels because you were watching all these cartoon TVs? Uh, no. I don't really remember you watching Doraemon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did watch Doraemon and read Doraemon. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, growing up, I read Doraemon. I read a lot of Archie comics. I was obsessed mm-hmm. with Archie comics. Oh yes, for a I while. remember that. Yeah. Um, but no, I remember this very specifically. This was like in my early twenties, and I must have been kind of learning about Israel Palestine at the time.、Mm-hmm. And I walked into a bookstore and just happened to go to the graphic novel section, and there was a book by Joe Sacco called Palestine,、mm-hmm. and it, and it's a graphic novel. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I just picked it up and I bought it, and it was just amazing. You know how much I love documentaries, so it was like a documentary in comic form, and that just kind of blew my mind. So that kind of opened up my world, and I look, I got a whole bunch more of like Joe Sacco's stuff. It was a completely different way of presenting these issues and situations, and like really big topics, right? He's American, but he's very. Objective. He's a journalist in that sense, and he draws himself quite funny and is a bit self-deprecating. And then I kind of, well, I looked at like what are the most famous kind of graphic novels. So I just kind of went down that list, and、um, I think it was the next one I really got into was probably like The Watchmen、mm-hmm. by Alan Moore, and that one just blew my mind, like completely blew my mind, because it was so. Philosophical and existential, and like completely everything you think you know about superheroes just threw out the window and like wrote you know a completely different kind of superhero story and、um, yeah I yeah and then it was just from then on <laughs> I、just、got into it. Does that mean you don't read books anymore? Or what?、Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> Most of what I read are graphic novels. Yeah, that's true. Is it like maybe ninety nine ninety percent of what I read are graphic novels? Okay,、yeah. I don't know whether that's good actually. <laughs> But I also realize that like I'm I'm very much a visual person. Yeah. Like I learn and I take in information a lot better、um, through visuals. Right. So yeah, I think it, I just kind of gra- gravitated to that. Okay, you know.、Um, When we first started thinking about doing an episode on graphic novels, you know, I had a very limited 
mm. view of uh, what they were and and um, didn't even realize that I had actually read some mm. and and the ones that you know the, the memoir type of graphic novels like Persepolis mm-hmm. by Marjani Satrapi mm-hmm. which I just loved yeah. I mean it was I mean I never knew that a comic book which is what I thought of it at first could be so moving right you know in the story and and then she had a follow up called embroideries of mm-hmm. course um persepolis also became a, a movie, movie. yeah uh, which i can't remember if i saw it but i don't know whether it translated that well it, it did yeah it did oh, i mean okay. they literally just, just animated her, the book right exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly and embroideries is not bad also and mm. then i happened to meet this Filipino uh, graphic artist uh, in Bangkok. We mm-hmm. were both at the same conference called Lorena Mapa. And then she gave me her book called Duran Duran, Imelda Marcos and Me, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really great book. It's a very personal one. Yeah. It's about her personal journey um, from her childhood to to adulthood and how she came to be a graphic uh, novelist yeah. um, through the fact that her father had died and it, it made her recall her childhood and also included the the people's revolution mm-hmm. and Marcos and everything so it's 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 a really really great book and again also you know moving uh, for me you know yeah so but what other types of graphic novels are there you know besides well, you talk about Joe Sacco, so that's really non-fiction, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what what type of um, genres? Oh my God, so many. So really? Like, I had so much fun kind of standing in front of my bookshelf this morning trying to figure out all the categories. Oh, okay. <laughs> List them. Uh, List them. I mean, it's it's like asking what kinds of books are there, you know? Like, there's just yeah, like a million different things. Um, I love, I think one of my favorite subgenres is definitely the memoir kind of autobiographical um, graphic novels which you know has boomed in in, in again the last 10 years I feel um, and like my favorites of those are like um, Alison Bechdel no who's that uh, you, you know the Bechdel test yeah what yeah. was the Bechdel test the, the it's a it's like a gender test for films film right 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 how many women are producers yeah, and it's actors like, and all that no 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 it's no. a it's, it's three oh. rules you have to have more than one women character they have to speak to each other and not about men right 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 and, <laughs> and she's she's developed that did she uh yeah I mean she I think she just came up with that on a yeah but she's a She's a, a comics artist, mm-hmm. and she's got these two brilliant books. One is called Fun Home, uh, which is about her dad, and mm-hmm. the other one is called Are You My Mother, which is about her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun Home actually became a, a play, a musical that Shash I, and I went to. That's right. You yeah. mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, did it translate? It did. It did. I was kind of, um, yeah, I wasn't sure how, because it's quite a... It's quite a dark book. It's about her dad who kills himself oh. because um, he was gay. Oh. And, you know, it's like, it's really dark stuff. Um, but it kind of, the way she writes it, and also because it's so personal, 
and also like Ayu, my mother, is about her mother, but it's it's about her process of kind of writing Fun Home and mm. how that affected her relationship with her mother, like right. writing about her father. Right. Um, and it's just kind of really brilliantly told, and you know, like you said, it's so personal and moving, and um, yeah, so that. She's one, and another one was recently. I read um, George Takei's uh, graphic novel. You know George Takei. George, oh, you mean George Takei, the the from actor. Star Trek. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he has one called. Um, I th- he didn't illustrate it, surely. No, he didn't. Oh, okay. uh, I think he wrote it. Uh, it's called. They call this enemy. Uh, yeah. So that that was about his experience in the Japanese internment camps. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think he wrote um, his autobiography or memoir of that mm. because I remember listening to it on audiobook. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's, so it's maybe good. it's the same one that did. Yeah. they just kind of adapted into a graphic novel. Right. Okay, those are like memoirs. Uh, there's also like so many biographies. I have like two really good thick graphic novels. One is on uh, Kiki de, bon- de Montparnasse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one's on Josephine Baker. Huh. Re- uh, yeah, there's another one on Zelda Fitzgerald, as in F. Scott's wife. Right. Um, another Are one. Are they by the same the, authors, yeah, illustrators? The, the Kiki and Josephine Baker is by the same ones, and yeah, it's like complete like life story of of these um, people and in graphic form, and it's yeah, it's really good. Um, there's also like journalistic observational ones like Joe Sacco and also this other guy I really like called Guy Delisle and his his is really interesting because his uh, his wife works for some kind of humanitarian agency mm-hmm. um, so he travels around with her and he's an, a comics artist and a stay-at-home dad Right. So it's kind of his observations as a stay-at-home dad in whatever place they're in. So he has one on Jerusalem, he has one on Pyongyang, he has one uh, on Burma. Wow. You know, like they're like quite intense places, but yeah. through this lens of this kind of dopey dad. I mean, he doesn't like avoid the politics of it. He very much gets into it, but it's it's is yeah, it's a very interesting perspective to kind of come from the stay-at-home dad. Right. Um, comic nerd. <laughs> um, and then there are like explainers type of graphic novels. Um, I, yeah, I didn't know quite what to call them besides like explainers. Um, there's one called Logic Comics, which is about logic and math. And that one was like really quite hard to get my head around. Yeah. There's another one called Paracomic, which is about participatory economics. Wow. There's another one. <laughs> yep. There's another one I have that is just a conversation with Noam Chomsky. Oh. In a comic. <laughs> oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so they can get like super kind of in-depth and deep. I think it's easier to maybe explain these kind of big philosophical ideas in comic form. in comic form, yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's like the fiction, there's fantastical ones like Nimona, I'm sorry, I'm just like rattling off a whole list. That's okay, that's okay. <laughs> um, Nimona, which is by Noel Stevenson, who's one of my favorites. And she's she does a lot of like kind of younger coming of age type things. But mm. um, she also like really queers it up. 
So they're just like really awesome, almost kids books that just kind of flip the script of what you usually see in kids books. Right. You know, it's like Nimona's kind of a very old school knight castle type setting with a princess and a villain and and then the end you know you realize the villain's not a horrible guy and you know he's just misunderstood type kind of, and then they right. all become friends and you know. oh okay <laughs> so okay. yeah it's like really kind of upends those tropes um and there's also um i wanted to mention woman world i don't know oh. if you've ever had heard about this it started as a webcomic by this author called Aminder Daliwal uh-huh. and it's um from where uh I think she might be Indian. Right. Yeah, but I'm not South Asian. Um and it's just this fictional world of where there's only women. Mhm. Like that yeah. there are no cis men. Okay. So there are like basically everyone else. There are non-binary people and trans women and all this, but just no cis men. Oh. <laughs> and it's like the funniest thing i love it i love it because it, they're like little vignettes because it, it's a webcomic kind of, and it's like you know all the women get together for a meeting and it's like what flag do we want for the women's world and someone goes beyonce's thighs <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> and everyone's like yes everyone loves beyonce's thighs <laughs> I suppose you can say that in all women company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't say that if there's a man around. Yeah, but or if he says that, that would be really yeah. off, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what what does the world look like without men? You know? Uh, yeah. It's it's really hilarious. I love it. Uh, um, they're also like historical, quote unquote historical. Like Mao's is a very famous one. Mao's. M A U S. Oh. Um, that kind of tells the story of uh, you know World War Two and the Nazis and all that using kind of animal characters. So oh. mouse, as in mice, are uh-huh. uh, the Jewish people, and the Nazis are like cats. Uh-huh. And and it's um, it's really well told. It's heavy. I haven't read it in a while, but um, it's really good. And there's another one that is not as well known that's very similar called Munu by this guy Malik Sajad, and it's. Uh, the same concept like anthropomorphic yeah. <laughs> uh, animals but uh, this one is about Kashmir oh. so it's I think he's like a, a deer or something kind of a deer that's very localized to Kashmir and he talks about you know this, the history of Kashmir and the issues and so he's from India this no 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 he's Kashmiri he's Kashmiri so it's the from the perspective of a Kashmiri right um, and it's a beautiful beautiful book um, oh. super heavy of course but yeah. like really well illustrated and yeah oh, awesome uh, and last one last category I came up with yeah <laughs> um, was, which was just others because there's some like weird ones that I didn't quite know what to do with like there's this beautiful one um, I found, I think last year, called What to Do When I'm Gone. And it's written by a mother-daughter team, Susie Hopkins and Hayley Bateman. I can't remember which is the mom, which is the daughter. Yeah. Um, but she, she just kind of got her mom to write about what to do when I'm gone. So, and in like a journal like f- format, kind of. So day one, like after I die, right. day one make fajitas 
<laughs> and it's a whole recipe of how to make fajitas and watch out for da, da, da. Okay, day two, go for a walk. And it just keeps going incrementally, like, um, you know, longer. So, like, day 100 and then day 1000. So, it's essentially giving advice to her daughter for the rest of her life, like, right. what you should do. You know, like, day 6000, change it up. Go for a dip, uh, go skydiving or something, you know, like, change oh. your career. Like, do something. And it's, it's just so beautiful and it's so moving to and it's it's really nice to kind of see this perspective i which you really don't see a lot i guess of a, just a parent telling their child hey yeah. this is some life advice for when i die right you know gosh yeah <laughs> <laughs> note to self <laughs> to write <laughs> <laughs> ah. um, yeah, so that's kind of some of the stuff I've So that doesn't really fit into any particular mm. category Wow, wow yeah. I, You know, I, I'm, I really must research uh, I haven't seen it, but like What percentage of the book publishing industry is graphic novels mm. Really, you know, mm. and whether it's growing I, oh, I should have I'm looked, sure it's growing yeah. I should have looked it up, you know Um and you know, I guess it shouldn't threaten authors because they can still write for yeah, of for this and just find someone to. Yeah. I mean, I've suggested to you to make your memoirs a graphic novel. Well, you know, maybe step <laughs> step two. Yeah. Yeah, gotta find the right illustrator. For sure. Um. So there's something about a stigma attached to graphic novel reading, which I hadn't heard of. Do you think that there is that? Um. I think definitely. Less and less so. I think there was definitely a stigma attached to comics, you know, because, yeah. you know... Like, there's... children read comics. Yeah, or, like, nerds read comics, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but that is... That's so not relevant anymore, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just because, like I said, it's grown into this massive industry where any kind of interest you have, there's probably a graphic novel for it, you know? Right. So... Yeah, I unless for some reason you're really put off by looking at pictures, <laughs> yeah. then I think anyone could really get into graphic novels. I I don't think there's really much of a stigma around it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and from the examples that you were giving, so it sounds to me like there are graphic novelists from all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, are they usually one person or are there sometimes two people? Like one writes and the other illustrates. Yeah, that's usually the case. Is two people? Yeah, someone writes. Uh, I mean, unless you're like your own kind of illustrator who also writes, which also banya. Hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of the times it's one writer, one illustrator. Right, and they they come from all over the world. Yeah, because you've been giving different names from all over the world. For sure, for sure. I mean, I haven't even mentioned all our local local. Yeah, stuff I was like. just going to ask about that. Do we have a lot of local graphic novelists? There's one guy who does fabulous political ones that he puts up, I think, on Facebook sometimes. Which one? The one who I forget his name, but he he comments basically on the political situation. Mm, kind he, of like by Faizati. No, um, <laughs> it, it's more like a comic, but there's right. a superhero. Oh, right. You've seen it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've yeah. seen it. Yeah, I can't I've remember his name. Yes, it's got a, a bunch of X's in it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah quite yeah. quite funny and, and very yeah. sharp, very yeah, yeah. sharp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it, our scene is definitely 
maybe still a bit underground, but like definitely a scene, you know. Um, yeah. I we have um, you know, Remina Yi who did um, the carpet mansion of Const- Constantinia. I keep thinking it's Constantinople, but it's not. The uh, carpet mansion of Constantinia. Um, she was awarded for an Eisner Award. Oh. Which is like the Oscars of comics, right? Um, and then we have another Malaysian, Erica, Erica Ang, who won an Eisner Award last year. Oh yes, I remember that. Yeah, for her web uh, comic Fried Rice, um, which is awesome. And then there's uh, Sunny Liu, who did the art of Charlie Chan Hock Chai. Yeah, uh, he's, isn't he in Singapore? He's Malaysian born, but oh. he, I think he's been in Singapore a long time. But right. we can claim him. Yeah, <laughs> as we do, um, but that that one was another like completely mind blowing book. It's incredible. You really have to read it. I mean, it's it's a it's a fictionalized story about an artist called Charlie Chan Hock Chai, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes through his life as an artist. But through his life, he, it also kind of tells the story of um, Singapore mm-hmm. and the formation of Singapore and the politics and. The growth and everything, and oh my god, there's just like so many layers to it. Because even like the art, the style of the art changes with the time. Oh, it's quite a thick book. Um, and does it goes kind of back and forth into like the comics that Charlie Chan is drawing, and and then it zooms out into like watching Charlie Chan make those comics. You know, it's it's so complex, but. It's so rich and tells such an amazing Singaporean story, to be honest. Um, which also a bit of Malaysia there, of course, because yeah. you know our histories are connected. Um, yeah, I, I should I should get that one for you because it's it's really br- brilliant. So I think we have, and of of course, Kaz, you know. Yeah, my da- cousin. I, I was just <laughs> gonna get round to your your cousin, um, Casimir Lee. Yeah. Who is uh, now in the U.S. and has just illustrated this book on Harriet Tubman, mm. who is uh, this uh, woman who helped a lot of uh, slaves escape mm-hmm. and all the way to Canada through something called the Underground Railway. So a very brave woman and now being recognized. I think she's now on a, a bank $5 note. $5 note. On or a $5 note. Yeah. yeah, finally, after all this time. Yeah. So he's done a book and it's not it's not the only book he's done, I think. No, no. They've won like awards and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah he's doing really well over there. Um, yeah, so I think... It's definitely, um, yeah, something we can be proud of. Like our local artists do pretty, pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering, you know, listening to you talk about uh, Charlie Chan Hock Chai mm. and the way zooms in and zooms out. Mm. I'm just wondering whether you like it because when you make films, mm. you also think in terms of frames, right? Yeah. What, what do you call it? You storyboard. You d- storyboard. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. Mm. So so, yeah. Maybe that's that's where the affinity is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I'm a visual person. I'm a filmmaker. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that connection. <laughs> I actually just got um. I haven't read it yet, but I just got a graphic novel of, of Parasite, which <gasps> drew on the storyboards. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
You haven't read it yet. No, but I mean, I flicked through. I mean, the art direction for that movie was brilliant. So yeah, yeah, this, yeah. just looking at the storyboards is so amazing. <laughs> so clever, yeah. you know, and and the way they've just marketed. I mean, stands to reason that they make a graphic novel mm-hmm. out of it. You mm-hmm. know, they've been so clever. Yeah, absolutely. With, with it, so um, what are you working on right now, as in your work? When um, you're not reading graphic <laughs> novels, <laughs> I, uh, I am, I am like you mentioned at the start. I'm working on that participatory, participatory filmmaking project. Um, I'm also working on my own podcast. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's right. What's it called? Uh, it's not out yet. Oh, but it is called Queer Not Here. Uh-huh. And it's good about, title. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, very good title. When you did read books, and mm. I know I've passed you some books uh, before. Oh no, you're going to put me on the spot now. You, I am, I am. Because this is a podcast about books. Graphic novels are books, Ma. Okay, okay, yes, yes, they are, they are books. All right. But did you have a favorite author before? Um... Okay, which, let's put it another way. Which author would you like to see turn into a graphic novel? Oh, that's a good question. Or which film would you like to see turn into a graphic novel that hasn't been done? Um, I think anything that's like super stylistic that can be, you know, turned into a visually... I mean, would work in a graphic novel form. So, like, um, you know, Tarantino stuff that I love. Oh, uh, he hasn't been turned into a graphic novel. No, I'm that's surprised. not. That's not true. I have one. <laughs> I have Django Unchained in graphic novel form, which is great. Um, so yeah, I would. Oh man, that's that's a really tough one. I. Anything that's like really location based and you can play on like the visuals would be a lot of fun. Mm. But but you know, saying that again, like I I don't mind graphic novels that are like just a road trip to people in a car. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because then. So yeah. there's scope for travel books, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know of any travel graphic novels? Um, travel graphic books there are there are kind of city I have one on Berlin Mm. um, which is I mean it's not like an uh, you know a guidebook like a travel guide to Berlin it's kind of stories in Berlin I have one um, in Montreal so actually Um, so there's a bunch of like city based stories right so not a travel guide per se, but great if you kind of want to get a vibe of um, a place, you know? Like, yeah. I have I have one by Julie Morrow called Body Music, which is set in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a bunch of little vignettes, little stories mm-hmm. set in Montreal. And mm-hmm. it just gives you such a feel for the place and the community and the people. Right. That you're kind of like, huh, maybe I want to go to Montreal, you know? <laughs> oh, right. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that seems to me like a a good idea actually. Mm. To turn, to turn like travel books into yeah graphic novels. That would be amazing. You yeah. know. Totally, and you, you can throw in like you know recipes because recipes are quite visual as well, right? Yeah. Totally. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That opens up a whole 
whole new world i've opened up your world for you mom. you have indeed you have indeed <laughs> in fact i'm i'm you know i i'm intrigued by some of the the novels you've mentioned so maybe i'll go and read your yeah i'll bring i'll bring a bunch over next time <laughs> yeah yeah maybe i'll get through them faster than i actually, actually get through. I, i did pass you one once oh i forgot to mention that one you did which one was it um what's it called it's a really good book about this mom like biographical also i think this mom i think they were indian american mm-hmm. she's married to a white guy and this was just after po- uh, 9/11 Mm. And it was really about trying to have difficult stories with her son, right. who's a little brown boy, growing right. up in this very quite hostile time, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was it was really beautiful and deep. Good talk, Mira Jacobs. Good talk. Yes. Oh, Mira Jacobs. Oh, I, I think I have it. I didn't realize it was a graphic novel. It's got a red cover. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's mine. I gave it to I, you okay. to read. <laughs> Okay, I will go back and read it. Gosh, for some reason, I thought it was a different book. Uh, it was. I thought it was immigrant stories in from the UK. I'm confusing her with someone else. Yeah. No. No. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. I I saw it and um, yeah. Yeah. On my bookshelf. Yeah. I will go back and do read give it. it back to me too. I like that one. I, I <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know. Thank you for telling me all about. Graphic novels. No I've really learned a lot. I must say, I must explore it. I really must research the market. Okay, Nessa, thank you for joining me on Busy Reading Books, and thank you for educating me on graphic novels. And I promise I will go and take a look. But I must. I have enjoyed this conversation. Learned a lot. Thank you for having and, me. And uh, no, you're very welcome. And um, yeah, look forward to sharing more graphic novel stories sometime. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Welcome. Bye. Bye. Love you. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out zafigo.com for more travel inspiration. Until next time.